Welcome to the Genuine Girl Podcast. I'm Meredith, a 22-year-old recent college graduate who's trying to navigate the post-grad world successfully adult and share my authentic experiences with you so that you feel less alone in your struggles while becoming more empowered to be yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to Genuine Girl, Meredith here, and before I get started, I just wanted to quickly apologize for no new episode last week. I honestly had a lot going on last week, and I just knew it wouldn't be fair to any of us if I tried to record an episode when, quite honestly, I just was not prepared, I didn't have a very good topic in mind, and I just knew I wasn't really going to add a lot of value to your life last week, so I thought better to just not post an episode at all than to post a really bad episode. (laughs) So I took the week off, but I am back. And I feel like it was actually kind of good for me to take a break because now I have even more updates and hopefully an inspiring little episode for you today because I've been feeling really inspired lately. And that is really refreshing for me because if you've been listening for a while, you know I've been through some periods of time where the inspiration has just not really been there. I've been going through some rough patches, I guess, um, over the past, well, you know, several years, but it's okay. We're getting out of those and we are making the best of life and a lot of exciting stuff has happened recently. So with that said, let's go ahead and get into some of that exciting stuff with our little life update segment. So I realized that because I didn't do an episode last week, I probably didn't tell you that I did pass my second exam uh, to, you know, keep my job, essentially. (laughs) Um, If you don't know what I'm talking about, I started my first job back in August, and in order to keep this job and in order to basically do my job, I had to pass a few licensing exams. It's in like the financial services investment management industry. So it's all these financial licensing exams. Um, If you know anything about them, I took the SIE over the summer and then I took the series seven in September. And most recently I took the series 63. That's kind of hard to say. But I took all of those and I miraculously passed all three. Oh my gosh, it feels so good to say that. And it's really a sigh of relief (laughs) to be able to say, you know, I'm done testing. I'm done studying for the foreseeable future. Like I thought I was done when I graduated college, but not really because I had to study for the past few months basically to pass all of these exams. And it was pretty intense studying. I know I've talked about it a little bit, but When I was working, I'm fortunate that my company gave us basically all day, every day at work to study. So I didn't have to necessarily do much outside of work. But those days at work, it was seven and a half, eight hours a day straight of financial studying, which can get very stressful and overwhelming and exhausting. So Uh, safe to say I'm glad that is done. This past week I started my training for my actual job or at least my first job because I'm going through a rotational development program where I'll be switching roles pretty much every six months for the next two years and so I'm only going to be in this role for 
the next four months or so at this point. Um, but I'm starting to go through training for that now. So far, it seems cool. I can't really comment on it much yet because I probably would mess it up if I tried to talk about it since, you know, I just started training this week. But in the future, if you're interested, I'll definitely speak more on that and kind of what I'm doing to the extent that I can without getting in trouble. So <laughs> that is kind of probably my biggest update. Past the exams have just been kind of vibing and enjoying life a little bit uh, while things have started to slow down in that arena. But things have kind of picked up in the personal life arena outside of work, I guess. Um, I decided pretty spur of the moment to audition to be a yoga instructor at a studio that I've been going to for several years in a bunch of different states. It's core power. If you know anything about yoga or yoga studios, I started going to core power when I was 15, I believe. That's when I discovered yoga. I think I was a freshman in high school or maybe a sophomore, somewhere around there. And I went back when I lived in Colorado for a few years. Then, you know, I went to school in Texas, found a studio there and went there for several years. Now I'm in Arizona going to one here. So it's kind of crazy that that is something that's kind of stuck with me over the past several years now, uh, off and on. I mean, I'm not going to say I've done yoga for like seven years straight, but I have kept it a part of my life in some way or another. And now that I'm here, I know I've talked about being certified to be an instructor. I've been certified for a couple years and I just have not done anything with it. And I finally decided, you know what, Meredith, you've been putting this off for so long. You just need to go for it. And that's really what I was doing. Like I kept talking about wanting to be an instructor and that I was going to maybe try to audition or apply somewhere, but I wasn't doing it because deep down I was kind of scared. It's not exactly an easy process to become a yoga instructor. Like going through the training is one thing, but that by no means guarantees that you are going to be able to teach because you have to pass an audition. You have to basically memorize an entire script for a class um, that you would teach. You have to go in a room, at least this is what I did, uh, had to go in a room with a few other people plus some managers in the back who are sitting there taking notes on you. And you have to basically be able to stand up and teach any segment of the class that they tell you to. So you're not going to teach the whole class as an audition, but you are going to be expected to teach five or so minutes, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot to remember when you're standing up there for the first time in front of these random people and you have to be ready to teach anything and everything that they tell you to. So I, I could get into a whole episode just on that topic alone, but it's it was a very stressful process for me. Um, I literally just asked at one of the classes I attended, like last week, I was basically like, oh yeah, you know, I have my yoga certification. So if you guys are ever needing new teachers, let me know. And I was not expecting them to be like, oh yeah, actually we're holding auditions next week. So you know, fill out this application and then you can come. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay. So this is actually happening, you know, because it's easy enough to say, yeah, let me know if you need me. But then when they're like, yeah, come next week, like a week from today and be ready. 
that's a different story. So I was honestly about to not do it. I was like, oh, only having a week to prepare. Like, I don't know if I'm capable of that because I haven't practiced teaching in a little bit now. And my brain has been kind of filled with other information, um, not at all related to yoga. So I don't know if I can do this, but I did. I, I, I filled out the application and then they said, come on in. And so I spent this whole past week practicing in my apartment by myself to my cat, you know how it goes. Um, I was like rewriting my whole class. I was trying to remember everything to say. It was a lot of memorization. Um, I was literally like taking my lunch breaks and all night after work to just like practice different parts of the class. It was kind of fun, but kind of stressful. And then the audition happened a couple days ago when I'm recording this. So I did go through with it. I went through with the audition and you know what happened? Well, yesterday I got an email saying that I had passed the audition and they want me to be a teacher. Um, uh, sorry. I feel like that was so awkward. You know what happened? (laughs) Um, we're just going to pretend I didn't tell you like that. Um, because it feels awkward to kind of brag on myself and I don't like to do that, but I'm just really excited because I felt like, you know, there were definitely things I messed up. I'm very hard on myself. So after the audition, like I had fun, it was a good time, but I was like, eh, I don't know if this is going to work out. And it did. Uh, I'm so excited, very thankful. Um, and yeah, now I'm just about to start going through kind of an onboarding process to become a yoga teacher on the side outside of work. And it's crazy to finally be able to say that because like I said, for so long, I've just been like, yeah, I think I might try to do that. Uh, But no, now it's actually happening. I actually did it and it feels really good. So that leads me into the topic of the episode. I know I also typically have the genuine gym segment before I get into the topic. And to be honest with you, I was thinking these life updates could kind of go hand in hand with my genuine gym for the week, specifically the yoga audition. Because uh, as you probably could tell, I was very nervous to say yes to the opportunity to audition. And yet I really got out of my comfort zone and I did. And to me, that's a genuine gem. That's just something that I think really helped me grow and was very true to who I am. Um, you know, because I really do like yoga. I really like being able to teach it to others and make others feel the way I have through my yoga practice. And, you know, I was scared, but I knew It was something that I wanted. I knew it was something that would be good for me and it just felt really right. And so I did it and I kind of pushed past the fear and just tried. All right, let's go ahead and get into the topic of the episode. Today's topic, I'm going to try and make super short and sweet because to be honest with you, it's a very simple concept that you have probably heard before, but I just kind of want to reinforce it and let you know how it's really helped me and hopefully be a source of inspiration for you to apply this more in your life. Because I know I am not the only person out there who habitually always thinks of worst case scenario, what could go wrong in my life, you know, being super hard on myself, all of these things. 
I do that all the time. It's in it's ingrained in me to just be a really negative thinker and self-talker, <laughs> if that's a word. But lately, with a few things that I have been able to accomplish, like passing these tests, like this yoga instructor thing, I have seen a common theme in something different I've done that I haven't really consciously done before that has helped me accomplish these things. I'm not going to say this is causing those things to happen because, you know, correlation does not equal causation, but I definitely think they are correlated. And that's why I want to kind of share with you today this simple mindset shift that has helped me not only accomplish the things that I want to, but really deep down, more importantly, it has helped me start to actually believe in myself and my abilities and therefore be more likely to actually act in a way that is authentic to who I am. Because if I believe in myself, then I'm naturally going to do things that are more true to me rather than being scared off by the things that I want. So what is this mindset shift? Well, like I said, you've definitely heard this before, but I have actually started just telling myself everything I do is going to go well, (laughs) even if I don't actually believe that. And that's where people might start to get a little, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Isn't your whole brand being genuine? And if you're telling yourself stuff that you don't believe, aren't you kind of manipulating your thoughts? And isn't that kind of a sign of inauthenticity? So you're not wrong. These thoughts are not necessarily true to what I believe at the time that I think them. I'm telling myself things even if I don't believe them. That's not very authentic, right? But I think the true issue of being inauthentic arises in what you do or do not do as a result of the thoughts in your brain, not just the thoughts themselves. It's how you act on those thoughts and how you present yourself to others based on the thoughts going through your brain. And my thought process is, you know, if your thoughts help you act in a way that is more authentic to who you are then, you know, who cares if you actually believe your thoughts or not? Like, as long as they are helping you move forward in a direction that is true to you, then I'm all for it. And that is why I have kind of started manipulating my thoughts more and more, as bad as it sounds, because I've realized that doing so actually is pushing me toward things that are more authentic to me, things that help me stay true to myself accomplish more. And as a result, in the long term, they have really helped me believe in myself because I'm doing stuff that's true to me. I'm doing well in those things that are true to me because they're things that I'm, you know, meant to be doing. And that instills this long-term belief that has started to kind of override those manipulative thoughts and has kind of caused those thoughts, I guess, to become my actual belief system. So while at first, you know, it might sound a little weird to be completely manipulating your thoughts to believe in yourself, even when you don't, if you keep doing that, at least for me, I've actually started to believe in myself. Those thoughts have actually started to become real for me. And I can, you know, confidently think some of these things about myself without having to necessarily fake it anymore. They are authentic thoughts now, even if they didn't start out that way. So this might all sound kind of like 
you know, what are you talking about, Meredith? So (laughs) I want to give you some specifics of the thoughts that I have started placing in my mind on a daily basis out of, you know, just literally me sitting down, (laughs) talking to myself, writing things down. Like it's, it's not like I'm just able to, you know, go through my day and naturally put all these thoughts in my mind. Like, especially at the beginning, I had to really sit down and like pick a time of day basically where I was going to practice (laughs) thinking (laughs) a certain way, which might sound bizarre, but it's what helped me because I'm going to say these thoughts that I've put in my head and you might not be able to replicate these right away. I know that I haven't been able to, like if I'm thinking something negative in the moment, I'm not always able to recognize that at the time and instantly change it to a more positive thought. I have to still have these regular periods of time where I sit down and consciously try to change my thoughts. But I'm going to say these just to kind of get your mind flowing and um, just kind of, I guess, give you context for what I'm talking about when I say that I've shifted my mindset in this way. So first thing that I've started telling myself about any area of life that I'm, you know, trying to succeed in essentially is that I will XYZ. This is the most basic one. So I will pass this exam. I will become a yoga instructor. Those are my two major examples of this episode, if you can't tell. But just saying, I will do this. And inserting the most favorable outcome. That's it. Number two, I have told myself that I have done everything in my power to succeed in this thing or to accomplish this thing. Therefore, I trust in myself that I will succeed or accomplish this thing because I've done everything I can. This one is big for me because I often get hard on myself for not doing enough to succeed or to get some positive outcome. Like when I was studying, I never thought that I had studied enough. Even if I had studied eight hours every day, all day for the past month, I thought I could always be doing more. But when I started telling myself, like, Meredith, when you really think about it, you have done everything asked of you. You have even done a little bit more. You've studied a little bit on the weekends. You've studied a little bit at night when you're not required to. You have gone to your classes. You have done all of your homework. You have talked to your professors. Like, literally everything that they tell you to do, you've done it. When I tell myself that, even if I don't necessarily believe it, I'm more likely to succeed because I'm setting up a foundation of trust. Like, hey, I have done everything I can. I need to trust in myself. Anyway, that's number two. Number three is that I am enough to accomplish this. And you can kind of fill in the little blank that I placed there say, you know, I am smart enough. I am driven enough. I am well-spoken enough. Whatever it is that you naturally feel like you're not enough in, I want you to start saying the opposite. Like, I am smart enough to pass this test. I am, you know, a good enough speaker to pass this audition. Whatever it might be, I have started to kind of say the opposite of what I actually believe (laughs) about a certain ability that I have. 
And at the same time, if you don't want to say I am enough, you can say I trust in this ability of mine. So I trust in my ability to effectively communicate with others. I trust in my intelligence. I trust in my work ethic and drive to get me the result that I'm looking for, whatever it may be. I think just kind of flipping what you actually believe into something that will actually help you accomplish more is a big one. Number four is about negative thoughts. So it's actually kind of confronting those negative thoughts that you naturally have by saying something like, you know, my negative thoughts are doing nothing to get me closer to where I want to be. So why do I bother spending so much of my time and energy thinking them? What I mean by this is I think we oftentimes stew on these negative thoughts, these worst case scenarios, these negative outcomes, and we really don't need to because if we're trying to remind ourselves of what could go wrong, we don't need to because if we're habitually thinking those things, we already know. We know what could go wrong. We know what the worst case scenario is. And it's not going to prepare us for that scenario anymore to constantly be thinking about it. What happens will happen and we are going to have to react to it then. Thinking about it, you know, I think we can only do for so long before it becomes useless. (laughs) So if you are going to think about any kind of outcome that could happen from something that you're trying to accomplish, why not make those thoughts centered toward the positive outcome, toward the best case scenario? Because you know, even if you can't prepare for that scenario either, at least you are kind of putting it in your mind consciously, um, kind of creating it. And I guess knowing that it's a possibility because another thing I've realized is that if I don't allow myself to think about a positive outcome very much, then subconsciously I'm kind of shielding myself from even achieving it because my brain doesn't know that it's possible. If I'm not thinking about it, I sometimes don't know that it's there. I don't know that it's actually possible for me. And so the ability of me to actually accomplish the best case scenario or a positive outcome is really hampered because I am not even thinking about it in the first place. So, you know, Again, negative thoughts are doing nothing to get me to where I want to be, so why do I bother thinking so long and hard about those? If I'm going to choose an outcome to think about, why not make it the positive outcome? For so many reasons, but those are just a few. Okay, so those are just some of the thoughts that I have started telling myself about various things that I want to achieve. Now, again, I know these are much easier said than done, and that's why I wanted to give a few tips on how I've started implementing those and actually making it more of a habit to state those thoughts in my brain rather than letting those negative thoughts consume me without even realizing it. So, like I kind of mentioned earlier, first thing I've really done is I have set aside a time every single day to kind of work on practicing my thoughts for lack of better term. It might be in the morning when I wake up, it might be at night before I go to bed, but I will sit down at some point throughout the day and I will either speak these thoughts out loud or I will write them down in a journal. I will just get them out there in the universe and practice what it feels like to think these things. Now, 
I'm not going to say this is necessarily as effective as catching yourself in the moment and, you know, switching your thought patterns when you are already in a very negative headspace. Um, I think obviously that would be great if you could start doing that in the moment. And if you catch yourself thinking about a negative outcome, for example, like to be able to switch that and say one of these thoughts that I just mentioned, that's awesome. And I will say the more I've done this, the more I have practiced outside of those in the moment uh, scenarios, the more I've been able to catch myself in those negative thought patterns over time. So it's really hard at first, but by kind of setting up a habit each day of sitting with your thoughts and practicing what it feels like to think these more positive things, even if you feel like you're manipulating your thoughts, it's actually going to make it easier for you in the long run to catch yourself in the moment. That's all I'm trying to say with that one. Um, I, I do think though, you know, to help yourself kind of more naturally think these more positive, uh, you know, affirming thoughts, it's really helpful to have other self-care practices in place. And I've talked about these in so many episodes, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time, you know, trying to talk about what they mean, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Doing meditation, journaling, doing something fun that you enjoy, reading anything that feels like self-care to you and naturally gets you out of your negative headspace, I think can really help you have more space in your mind to let in these positive thoughts and affirmations. So not, not to say that you can't accomplish this without self-care practices, but I do think it certainly helps if you supplement it with other things that make you feel good. So those are very simple tips, but again, what I can tell you from my experience is that the more I do it, the more it has started to become a habit for me to think in these more positive frames of mind. And that is really cool because it was really uncomfortable at first, but it's started to become less uncomfortable. And I'm starting to find myself naturally gravitating toward thoughts of, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to succeed. Or even just like, you know, this is an awesome opportunity and I totally have what it takes to get the most out of it that I can. And even if at the end of the day, whatever it is you're trying to change with these thoughts, whether you have a big test coming up or you have a job interview or you're just trying to make a lifestyle change, even if whatever outcome happens is not what you wanted, I think these thought patterns are only going to help you you know, move forward in a more positive way because you'll be more likely to view everything in your life as an opportunity and not a roadblock. You're more likely to view everything as something that helps you learn and grow regardless of what the outcome of that thing might be. So this isn't to say that, you know, just starting to tell yourself that you will do great things means that you're always going to do great things. Like, no, I I know that we're all gonna, you know, have disappointments and things might not go the way we want, even if our thoughts are exactly where they're supposed to be. But I do think, you know, at the very least, they'll help you understand, like, the opportunity that's in everything and the opportunity that's in failure, the opportunity that's in 
you know, not getting what you want in life. Um, because there really is an opportunity in all of those things. You're going to learn about yourself. You're going to grow in so many ways. And if you keep up this mindset shift, I can tell you from experience, it really becomes a habit. It really does help you accomplish more in the long run. And not only does it help you accomplish more, but it helps you accomplish more of what is really true to you, what you really want to accomplish in life, not just the things that people say you should accomplish, not just the things that you're doing for others, but the things that you really want to do, you will accomplish those things because you're going to have a greater belief in yourself. These thoughts that feel like manipulations at first are going to become actual beliefs. And I'm definitely not there where all of them are my core beliefs in life, but I am seeing progress and that's why I wanted to talk about it today. I know that was probably just a little woo-woo, like, you know, what is this girl talking about kind of thing, but I just wanted to get it all out there in the world, even if it didn't make sense. Um, I hope you got something out of it and if nothing else, maybe you can take away one of those specific examples I gave you and start trying to incorporate that in your in your daily life. Um because it makes a big difference. Anyway, I'm going to end off the episode here because I got to be honest with you, I am in a hoodie right now and I live in Arizona. So, I'm overheating and my cat is sleeping on top of my podcast recording equipment. So she might mess something up. Um, and I don't want that to happen. (laughs) So I'm going to give you those excuses to end the podcast also because I'm getting kind of delirious and I need to go, but thank you for listening and sticking around. I hope you enjoyed. Feel free to chat with me on Instagram or wherever else, uh, you know that I exist. TikTok, you know, wherever. (laughs) Feel free to reach out. I'm happy to have a conversation about this. I love this kind of stuff, obviously, um, which is why I'm talking about it. So hope it helps. Hope you have a good week and just keep those positive thoughts rolling because honestly, we all need more of that in our lives. All right. Thanks everyone. Have a good one and I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're really feeling kind, give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at underscore genuine girl underscore. See you next week.